0: That's what I'm doing, because the headphones are making my hair do something weird, and man, I got to look good for the podcast, don't I? You people count on that, that I look handsome during the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time, which is currently Pacific time. Uh, After daylight saving time is over, we're back to Mountain Standard time. What time is it where you are? It's time for you to have some fun. Uh, We are your daily distraction of all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla in the world today. We come to you on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, YouTube on the Comedy Schools channel, and of course here on Facebook Live. Starting next week, we will also be coming in on Zoom Live. You'll be able to watch us on Zoom as well. It will also give us the ability to be on even more platforms so that small tiny groups of people on multiple platforms will be able to watch us in a way that might actually create a large group you know what's cool about doing this show uh besides the fact that uh, i just enjoy doing it and hello kelly wilson hello tina and mike hello kevin brown uh what i like about doing it is um that i do get to connect with uh so many people uh that uh i wouldn't normally be able to connect with uh people i grew up with people that were my very first roommates, people that I uh, currently am involved with, not in a weird way. We're involved. Uh, Just friends with or work with uh, that I'm able to do that. Also, what is cool is every once in a while, as I am rarely yet occasionally out and about, I run into someone who goes, oh, yeah, we listen to your show all the time, or oh, yeah, we watch you all the time, and I'm not aware of it. Now, that's the way it's supposed to be. You want to get up to where you got... In our case, you know, tens of people, we're hoping someday, then thousands, then millions that are watching, and you don't know everyone who's watching, but you are trying to connect with each and every one of them. Uh, I do want to tell you, uh, Kevin Brown, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, tonight, uh, for one night only, and I believe at the 7 p.m. show, YUSA, YUSA will be appearing at J.P.'s Comedy Club, jpscomedyclub.com, 860 East Warner Road in Gilbert, Arizona. They encompass the greater Gilbert area. They are Mesa adjacent. They are, <laughs> They actually, if you're anywhere in Phoenix, especially now, because the traffic isn't too horrible, uh, and you have the uh, desire to uh, desire, uh, pop, um, uh, pop on out and see something live in a club that is practicing safe social distancing, uh, I would suggest JP's Comedy Club, and I would suggest tonight's seven o'clock show where you'll see uh, incredibly funny headliner j Penn, and my good friend Kevin Brown in the future spot. Uh, Tina Mike says, "Look like you fared pretty well at the counter-protest. Uh, it's tomorrow. It's not a counter-protest, although I can see why you would say that, and I'm not castigating you. Uh, it's just us going out and uh, showing the uh, city of Maricopa that there are Biden-Harris supporters as well. As they're uh, driving about on their appointed rounds throughout the day, going to the local bashes or fries or Walmart bashes and fries being grocery stores, Walmart being a uh, kudzu, a kudzu of uh, commerce. Kevin Brown says j Pen is super funny. You're darn right he is, and one of my favorite people too, um, and a great, just a great guy. And I don't know if he did his stuff about the evil empire. That's how he talks about us. Two daughters, he calls them the evil empire. Yeah, you know, then I got to take the evil empire to Disneyland. Just a great dad, great guy, funny man. He's uh, doing two shows tonight and two shows tomorrow at jpcomedyclub.com. You know, some of these people also have uh, YouTube videos up. and You can check them out. Check out J-Pen. What a day I had yesterday. Besides uh, talking with you fine folks which is uh, always one of my favorite parts of the day. Uh, Mike Barocco says, "Tony, you look marvelous at that at mar- that orange fat punk protest protest. I get it. Uh, Mike Barocco is doing he's speaking into the phone, and sometimes uh, we're going to uh, divine what he said. But thank you so much for saying that, Mike, that I look marvelous. Uh, I will leave it right now as an inside joke, as the way that is funny uh, to both you and I. But I appreciate you being here today. Uh, watching and listening to the show. Uh, day started early and ended late. You know how you wish for certain things, and then they happen, and I've got uh, a, pretty, a pretty cool thing going on right now. Uh, I get to write nationally with a group of writers, all who I believe, who all of I feel are above my pay grade uh, out of uh, uh, Los Angeles and other cities, professional writers, uh, uh, shaping political messaging, And sending it out to uh, politicians and groups throughout the country. I get an opportunity to do that. Uh, I get an opportunity to teach my workshops online. you know, And still stay connected with so many wonderful people. Not just here in the greater Phoenix area. But throughout the country. As we have people all over the country. Popping in and joining the workshops. Veterans and brand new people. Also got a live workshop. Finally started once again at JP's Comedy. uh, That we do on Monday nights. Soon to be Mondays and Tuesdays. Get to do all that. Plus, uh, because we embraced new technology. And someone said this to me the other day. I still consider myself a rudimentary idiot when it comes to technology. Do I press this button? Oh, look what happened. Cleveland just exploded. Uh, And no one knew. And no one knew. Uh, Even the people in Cleveland. They went, I think it exploded. Let's go get a hot dog. Um, As I've embraced it, I'm kind of getting a cool reputation as someone who knows how to do this for people, and I've got some charity events that I'm creating uh, Zoom shows for, I've got some political events I'm creating Zoom shows for, and I've got some private events that I'm creating Zoom shows for, and I got to do one of those yesterday and uh, got to see live in person via Zoom, uh, two of my favorites, inventive, creative, funny people, Andrew Norelli, and D.C. Benny, along with Jim Perry, Uh, Andrew Norelli and D.C. Benny. Uh, D.C. was coming to us uh, out of the uh, Long Island area and Andrew out of San Diego, and I was able to uh, hire them and uh, get them on the air for a private event, and damn, they're funny. If either of those guys ever come to your town or if you hear that they are doing an online show, D.C. Benny and Andrew Norelli, go see them or click on And you will have a marvelous time. I've watched thousands of comics in my life. I don't always laugh. Not because they're not funny. I'm just sitting there going, that's funny. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. Oh, that's good. Uh, I was darn near falling out of my chair. And not because I'm old and occasionally fall out of my chair, uh, regardless of uh, what's going on. So I got to do that. Then I got to teach a workshop. And then I got to uh, uh, function in my capacity as vice president of my homeowners association, My running joke is, uh, it's not that I don't get enough love teaching a comedy class. How do you teach that? I also decided to be on the board of directors of a homeowner association. An election's coming up, and I tell you what, I think I'm going to lose. I think I'm going to lose. I think that uh, uh, we had a guy who was on the board who got upset about a couple of votes not going uh, his way. And so he quit the board. It has now become... uh, uh, a facebook agitator who everything that i post he then uh uh counter posts and it's gotten pretty ugly and pretty weird and i don't know if i need it in my life not when i got you guys not when i got my family you know i got so many wonderful things i will say that um i know you hear a homeowner association and you think y'all for even tell you how to paint your house uh, we're not that kind of homeowner association okay um This guy said that he quit because he wasn't able to live up to his campaign promises. It's a homeowner's association. It's a board of directors. It's mainly a technically dry job. But I was able to accomplish a lot of the things that I hope to accomplish on the board. The whole neighborhood is being spruced up. The grass is greener. We've got a huge park that's lit up at night so that folks who work during the day can still go out and enjoy the park. Not only that, the park is safer at night and there's less risk of uh, uh, hijinks or vandalism going on because it's well lit up. We're lighting up the community so that people will be able to enjoy their community even if they're getting home from work six, seven at night or clicking off at Zoom. So we were able to accomplish those things and we also have a dedicated manager. I know none of this is interesting to you guys. I know it, I know it, but hey uh it's interesting to me and I built this show around talking about the things that interest me um but uh, uh they're coming after me pretty hard on Facebook because because uh, I'm outspoken as I am right now because I don't know when to keep my mouth shut <laughs> so uh, I'll keep you guys posted on my my prenatal my neonatal political career <laughs> Uh, let's see. Let's see. All right. Let's move on to other stuff. We build the show uh, on three platforms. We uh, build it around three things your questions and comments here on Facebook Live. Uh, we do that, or uh, on YouTube, or on um, uh, Comedy Schools Radio Network.com. Paul Wendy, you can't vote for me. You have to be a homeowner here in the community. You know, uh, and if you think things weird on Facebook in general, you know, you may notice, you guys, I don't post a lot of stuff on Facebook anymore. I post jokes, uh, I post promotions, and I post this. You know, uh, jokes, promotions, and I post this. Because if you think things have gotten weird and ugly and strange in Facebook in general, you know, and they're not putting on the platform. Okay? You know what Facebook is a lot like? You know what social media is a lot like? It's like when you're in your car and somebody drives by and flips you off. People who would never flip you off to your face. People would never confront you to their face because they're safe in their car. They feel like they can do it. The car makes people more emotionally aggressive. It's the same thing with social media. And boy, ding, dang, doodle, if you're a, a member of any local, Local, uh, (laughs) Valerie Fisher says, I'll just mail in a ballot for you. Uh, Word. Uh, If you're part of any local Facebook group, you notice it only takes a little while before that same sort of poison starts to infect a certain amount of people. Um, People ask me what this town is like with this community. I will tell you about this town, it's a great town. I'll tell you about this community. Mary Copeland is a great community, and when people ask me to describe it, I go, it's like a lot of other great communities. People are nice to your face, mean on Facebook. So uh, anyway, I'll keep you apprised of my uh, neonatal political career and how it's going. I think if I don't win to continue a second term as board of directors of HOA, I'll just run for Congress. (laughs) All right. The show is built on three platforms, three things. Talking to you which we're doing, and I love it. Then uh, we show some knick doodad, memorabilia, autograph, bobblehead. No bobbleheads today. No bobbleheads. We're taking a bobblehead break. Um, you know what? By the way, Paul Whitney's on. Uh, Paul, if you want to put up, if your YouTube show is already up, you and your action figures, incredibly funny stuff. Uh, if you want to post here in the uh, chats uh, where we can see uh, your pilots, the shows you're working out. Uh, I'd love to do that, and I will post it then in the above comments when I put the show up. And we uh, mentioned three artists and three pieces of music based on our vast and deep vinyl album and CD collection. And I got two fun ones for you today. Also, to make it so that you can easily access the music we're talking about, we now put the uh, uh, YouTube links to the songs in the chat, and then they're added into the announcements above the show uh, when the show is completed. So our first... First little thing we're gonna talk about today is, um, I don't a lot of them and it's a funny thing. A lot of them and it's a funny thing. So this is a very cool t-shirt. I want you to look at this artwork. So that's pretty cool artwork. Let me show it to you again. That's pretty cool artwork and what that is is, uh, if you're looking at it quickly, go oh, that's probably a Grateful Dead shirt. But it's a dead and company shirt. And it is the uh, summer tour. Now I forget what year it was. We'll look on the back. And maybe I can figure it out. Because I've seen a lot of their tours. Uh, Charlotte, Manchester, Cincinnati, Camden, Saratoga Springs, Barstow, New York, Hartford, Boulder, Clarkston, East Troy. Now, you know what? This was mostly an East Coast tour. Irvine. I don't think I saw them in Irvine. I think I did see a tour that year. A tour that year. Hey, hello, Joe Black. Um friend of ours Joe black popped on uh dead and company is the latest uh the latest in the evolution of uh, the Grateful Dead originally called the Warlocks they became the Grateful Dead and were the Grateful Dead all the way up until Jerry Garcia passed on uh, there were a few other iterations <laughs> with various members of the group after that uh the other ones they called themselves for a while uh then finally this I've seen them without Jerry Garcia with Jimmy Herring from Widespread, widespread Panic, uh, Warren Haynes from Government Mule, uh, Phil, uh, Trey Anastasia from uh, 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 Fish, and the guy John Kodalak from Dark Star Orchestra. Mayor, they finally settled with John Mayer is their current lead guitarist. Dead & Company sound marvelous. They are fantastic. They say true to the spirit of the original Grateful Dead while having somewhat their own unique sound. But these T-shirts, man, you know, I buy these T-shirts, and I got a lot of tour T-shirts. But all I wear are black T-shirts. So the question is, uh, Joe Gannon says, now show us your Jerry Vale concert tees. Hoboken, summer 62. I know you were there, Joe. You were there, because we, uh, we both smoked a banana peel together, going, I hear, I hear this is the new stuff, man. Uh, but it didn't make Jerry sound any better. What is the Jerry Veil vale going, you know, he's no Vic Damone. So uh, <laughs> I buy these T-shirts, and they're all in bags. My wife uh, has been smart enough, kind enough, prescient enough to take all of like my uh, uh, concert T-shirts, memorable T-shirts, and put them in a bag so that they're saved. So what they're cool about is they can go back, oh, when you, as your memories begin to fade as you get older, you got this stuff. But I've t T-shirts I've never worn because all I wear is black T-shirts. So I don't know if I'm wasting money or just buying some cool memorabilia. But that's the memorabilia I have for you today. You can let me know if you, when you go to uh, listen to a band uh, or go to an event, do you buy the T-shirt and never wear it? Do you buy the T-shirt and never wear it? That'd be a good question. Maybe we'll uh, delve into that a little bit. Uh, Sunday. Uh, by the way, it's a new schedule. There's no show on Saturday. Saturday, we take the day off. Uh, we're also doing an event tomorrow, but uh, we'll be back Sunday with you at 2. Let's get to the music. What are we going to recommend today? Uh, let's start with this. Uh, before he became a, uh, the man, the myth, the legend, and those terms are not uh, uh, terms of sarcasm when talking about this particular guy, uh, Paul Whitney buys T-shirts at only Weird Al concerts, and you know what? I believe you do. I, I believe you do. Uh, before he became a legend uh, larger than life as uh, one of the two major pillars of the outlaw country music, before he became a man who changed the sound of country music, changed it from countrypolitan. What was countrypolitan? It was all those violins, you know, uh, all that orchestra stuff, which was pretty cool, pretty cool. You know, George Jones did a lot of that stuff. You know, uh, Charlie Rich was a country-politan guy. Uh, but before he was all of that, he was just a guy uh, recording songs that were kind of hits, but not really hits, not really making the big time, okay? But, uh, and he looked differently before he grew his hair out and his beard and looked like a guy who could either uh, 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 make you make out to his song or beat you to death with a guitar. Waylon Jennings looked like this. That was Waylon Jennings trying to fit in to Nashville. That was Waylon Jennings trying to fit in to the sound they had there. And this album is a best of. Now, it's an interesting thing about best of albums. You know, best of albums oftentimes were not sanctioned by the artist. The, uh, the uh, uh, record company they were with would then decide, well, we need to make some more money off this guy. His albums aren't selling, so they would pa- package them. Um, Albums he had put out before this uh, Country Folk, Waylon Jennings into Kimberly's, uh, Just to Satisfy You, Waylon Jennings, uh, Jay Wells, J- uh, jewels jewels by Waylon Jennings, and Only the Greatest, Waylon Jennings. So here are the songs, here are the songs that are on this best of album, and the one that really kind of changed things for him. He did a version of uh, Ruby Don't Take Your Love to Town, big hit for Kenny Rogers, first edition. Something's Wrong with California. I Got You, just to satisfy you. Anita, You're Dreaming. Delta's Gone. Uh, Days of Sand and Shovels. One of my favorite from his early period when he was uh, just a country star playing kind of rockabilly stuff was uh, Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line. Only Daddy That'll Walk the Line. Great, great stuff. Sounding more like. Uh, uh, Sort of Bakersfield stuff than Country Politan. But the song that changed things for Whalen, that made people notice Whalen and made people hate Whalen, was his version of MacArthur Park. You guys remember the song MacArthur Park? It was a a big hit. Inexplicably, oddly enough, uh, an actor in a Broadway and uh, West End uh, uh, theater actor and singer, Richard Harris, Richard Harris. Uh, If you ever see in the Unforgiven with, um, if you're watching that with uh, Clint Eastwood, he plays uh, English Bob. Well, the problem with America is they don't have a king. Uh, But he did a lot of the great movies. When I was a kid, uh, some great movies called A Man Called Horse. Richard Harris had a hit with it, but on country charts, MacArthur Park was done by Waylon Jennings. And people hated him for it. He was attacked. He was vilified. People got visibly angry. By the way, it's a great song by one of the greatest songwriters of the 20th century, Jimmy Webb. Same guy who wrote By the Time I Get to Phoenix, Galveston. Uh, (laughs) Poet, he says, Weird Al did a great parody of MacArthur Park called Jurassic Park. The song was so, so stayed with you that people started doing song parodies of it. Incredible song. So whaling, nobody would record in Nashville. Everybody went, "Are you nuts, man. That ain't no country song. That ain't a country. We only, it's like what folk musicians were doing before Dylan. Well, we're only playing songs that were uh, written in the 1600s by a Scotsman. We're only doing songs that were written uh, by miners when coal was falling on their head as they sent it up at the last bucket to make it out, written on a uh, piece of coal. Uh, and Dylan started writing his own folk songs, songs that became folk songs. Waylon Jennings broke the mold, took a chance, recorded at MacArthur Park, got incredible notoriety in the country scene, but a few years later became bigger and better and greater than almost everyone who attacked him as he followed the beat of his own drummer. Okay. So if you want to hear early Waylon doing something really audacious, uh, you're going to listen to uh, Waylon Jennings doing MacArthur Park, definitely. Now, keep it in the uh, mode that we're talking about right now, which are bands that were one thing and then became something else. Uh, Before they became kings of the disco, before they became synonymous with disco, before they became uh, the biggest, biggest band during the era of disco, they started out as a rock group, but also more of a ballads-type band, and more than being a band with a band sound, kind of like, the Doors let Zeppelin have a band sound along with a singer. The band has a definite sound. More of a harmony sound. We had the Bee Gees. Now, if all you know about the Bee Gees is, staying alive! And I can't even do it. Mm, 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 mm. I'm a woman's man, no time to talk. Before that, they had a great career. They had a great career as a uh, pop group, played on a lot of rock stations, they fell into the rock mode. Here's the weird thing. Look at that. You think BGS? you think uh, three guys. Here, four guys. Uh, yes, there was an and, Andy Gibb. There was an Andy Gibb uh, who was their uh, youngest brother or nephew, I forget which, who had hits, but that's not who's on the picture. It is either the drummer or the bass player, either a guy named Colin Peterson or, uh, hold on, because I looked it up. I looked it up. Who else was in the band? Uh... It is either Colin Peterson on drums or Vince Maloney uh, on Cajun uh, Rhythm Guitar uh, that is on the picture of this album. So the Bee Gees actually included a non bee Gee on the cover of Best of the Bee Gees. Now, when I was a kid, I just they appeared on the Ed Sullivan show same night Lucille Ball was on the Ed Sullivan show. There was a weird thing about the Ed Sullivan show. As a kid, you were seeing these people who later on you wouldn't realize how talented they were but they didn't appeal to me as a little kid. Lucille Ball didn't appeal to me as a little kid when I went to hear bands. They were on the Ed Sullivan Show and then uh, the Dean Martin Show and then um, uh, the Smothers Brothers Show. Just stunning harmonies, beautiful songs. And on this album are just some of their pre-disco hits. Uh, their first big uh, pre-disco hit was an uh, odd song called New York Mining Disaster, 1941, about a guy who is dying in a mining disaster, who's uh, writing a letter to his wife or girlfriend. Uh, also on here is Every Christian Lionhearted Man Will Show You. Good song, just kind of weird. First of May, I'm getting these ones out of the way. Holiday, which a lot of people like, wasn't really a big hit. Uh, Spicks and Specs, but the big hits off of here. Beautiful harmonies, great ballads that were accepted and loved by teenagers, young people, and everybody who was uh, embracing the rock era of music. Uh, I got to get a message to you, wow, wow, beautiful song, words, man, if you ever heard, would just hear a song carried by the power of the vocals, um, to love somebody, which almost was the one we were going to re- uh, uh, recommend today, but we're going with a, a beautiful song that they did called Massachusetts, now keep in mind, like I said, this is to give you an idea that the BG's if you know them and you only know them from disco that they were huge stars had great hits not monster hits not number 1 of the bullet 10 weeks on the charts hits played a lot on the radio a lot of television but they had hits that were stunning stunning in their beauty and Massachusetts in my estimation is one of the best but if you've never been into the Bee Gees, if you've never heard the Bee Gees, if you only think of them as disco, if you only like uh, heavy death metal, but you get a little older and going, I I'd like to hear something. Uh, or if you like wonderful singing, you're gonna wanna check out those songs. Start with Massachusetts, that's our recommendation for today. Then go on to, to, uh, to Love Somebody, but you'll start exploring around. If you grew up listening to these songs and haven't listened to it for a long time, they'll bring back marvelous memories. If you've never heard them before, okay, and you're willing to explore something new, these are the songs for you. Okie doke. Hey, a couple things. Don't forget. Don't forget, ladies and gentlemen, that if you ever thought about uh, doing stand-up comedy or want to improve your public speaking skills, or just looking for something, now not even get out of the house, just be able to shut the door to something, going, I'm doing a seminar, and shut the door, uh, ComedySchools.com does offer its workshops online. All you have to do to find out about them is go to our website, comedyschools.com. Later on today, late tonight, new dates for classes and uh, uh, information is going to be posted for our new classes starting in October. I'd love to see all of you there. I will work hard to make sure that it is of a positive benefit to you. All right. Tomorrow I go uh, stand on the side of the road with Biden-Harris signs. Uh, I'll let you know if we get through it. I have a private event tomorrow night. I will see all of you Sunday at 2 p.m. Unless I make a surprise appearance at J.P.'s this weekend. I might just sneak off down there to catch one of the shows. If you go down to J.P.'s Comedy Club and you're doing it because you watch your show, tell Jim Tony sent you, okay, and you will see a fantastic show. That's it for today. I want to thank you for watching and listening and participating in everything that you did to make my half-hour Fun. And I hope I made your half hour fun as well. You've been watching Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. Bye bye.